National media continues to exaggerate and promote misleading negative headlines designed to diminish the rule of law and those whose job it is to enforce it. Remember, the only people who want to defund the police and dismantle these agencies are the criminals. And don't forget to thank a cop. Now, let's start the show. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Law Matters. Today is our debate show for the sheriff position. Law Matters does not endorse candidates of any political office. However, we do want to hear from those who are running for law or law enforcement. In the studio, we have Heather Lappin, Bill Phillips, and Sandy Rosenthal. Each response gets one minute. Heather, define the role of sheriff versus politician. The role of sheriff is a matter of protecting the citizens of Pima County. A politician is not, a politician is someone who bends to whatever way the, the wind is blowing at the time. The, the sheriff is the person who stands strong in the face of crime, in constitutional rights, and they are the person that is responsible for the safety of the community and ensuring that the, the rule of law is followed. Again, the sheriff is not somebody who um, actually creates laws. We all know how the laws are created, but they are they are the enforcers of law. They are the and the sheriff is also the person who uh, maintains our jail. There are two Arizona revised statutes that uh, for a sheriff, and one is to maintain a correctional facility, and the other one is to run a search and rescue, um, a search and rescue unit. So that basically that's that's the that's the role of the sheriff. Uh, the sheriff. Uh reports to the people, Pima County residents. Um, he doesn't report to the Board of Supervisors or the County Manager. So every decision he makes is to keep the Pima County residents safe, and he focuses on them, and that's who he works for. The role of the sheriff, his responsibility or her responsibility, is to uh, make sure that our community is kept safe. We want to uh, handle uh, any crime that occurs, uh, assist with other important information that occurs. Uh, so we're looking, we're looking at uh, keeping our community safe. I think that uh, pretty much uh, answers the uh, question. Okay, Bill, deputies put strong evidentiary files together that are being turned away by the prosecutor. Your solution? Well, you're over there banging on the door on a regular basis. You People need to be held accountable that are committing crimes. And if you're putting a good case together, they need to follow through and go after indictments on these people. So it's just the squeaky wheel. Put pressure on. As uh, the sheriff, uh, my responsibility is to provide quality cases to the county attorney's office. And if they fail, and I have uh, been involved in a number of cases where the county attorney's office has refused to prosecute uh, based on, you know, something they don't like in a particular case. Well, then we'll go after and we'll find what they would like. Um, We grab the evidence and make sure that uh, those cases get uh, resolved so that they can move forward. And if the county attorney's office isn't uh, willing to, we can take the case to the attorney general's office. So there are some options for us. Cool. I believe that relationships matter, and when you are able to establish relationships with the your your coworkers, with the people, with the with the community, then you can 
you can have a, a voice with, with these cases. So what I mean by that is when the, if the sheriff has a relationship with the county attorney, um, there, there's communication that's happening in order to, like Bill said, knock on that door. And when you have those relationships, when you network with those people, it's important that you know you, we, we work together. And I think that is something I can do is work together with people. Very cool. Okay. Sandy, restoring the respect and integrity within the sheriff department is imperative to restoring the trust and confidence within the community it serves. How do you plan on doing this? Well, first it starts uh, with myself. Um, I'm responsible to the to the deputies, to the community, answering questions, responding to uh, their requests. Second thing is to make sure that all aspects of the department run smoothly. Uh, and the third thing is that uh, we don't allow people to die at, at the jail. Um, people, there should be no deaths. We should be uh, supporting our folks. And the other aspect that is uh, that plays out here is that uh, we need to be fully staffed. Um, if we don't uh, staff our department, we, uh, we can't do the job. We're in a people business, and people business requires people couple things. I think the first thing is maintaining humility. I've said this in a few interviews I've done, but the sheriff has to maintain humility. And by doing that, by doing that, it, it, it allows them not to think they can just run amok and do whatever they want. But integrity is so important. Transparency is so important to the people as well. We, we um, absolutely get out there and show the public that we are transparent in real ways, not putting um, relatives on community boards, not um, shutting off Facebook comments. These kind of things are, are, are just doing the opposite of transparency and showing that you have integrity is um, going to be it's going to be a long road for this agency oh we need to get back to supporting our people so they can actually go out there and do the jobs fight crime before it occurs um there's been a black cloud over the sheriff's department for about eight years now so we need to push past that and the problem is that everybody focused on the negativity and they forget that every day there's hundreds of calls that are getting handled correctly. The corrections people are doing their jobs, the comm people, the administrative support, and the deputies, detectives, everybody's doing that. And unfortunately, when the sheriff has to be careful about how he approaches things and says things and does stuff because they grab the negative and run with it, and it takes away from the, the good work that's being done out there today. But it's about supporting your people and getting them out there so they feel like they can go out and proactively do their jobs again. You know, all this lawlessness that, that we have out there in the community and, and around the nation and so forth, we need to push back that. And the Sheriff's Department takes a lead in a lot of different things. So um, we are the premier agency in the Southern Arizona People forget about that. We we oversee the the SWAT team, the negotiations team, a lot of the bombs and so forth. Heather, <laughs> you almost got it. <laughs> Heather, certified training is essential and expensive. Should taxpayers bear the burden of any inept, costly decision made by manage, management without a reimbursement plan? So I think the I, I think I know where you're going with this, but I well I think that it's important that we. Uh, understand mistakes are made in in public agencies people have good faith mistakes that are made um, and that uh, there is uh, when when those mistakes are made sometimes the taxpayers do have to bear that burden but we make mistakes all over the place we hire the wrong people we um, we have we have litigation because of mistakes in hiring like how far are you going to take this 
So that's a question I would ask back is that how far do you take this? We have, we have a good faith mistake that I know you're referring to. And when you go with that, you, you talk about, um, you, 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 you're, you're, it's a slippery slope. So it's a, it's a very slippery slope because we have, um, we have hiring that we have people that we've hired that are bad, bad hires. And I could go on, but you, I guess. Yeah. Can I hear the question again, Sherry? I didn't hear it. Certified training is essential and expensive. Should the taxpayers bear the burden of any inept, costly decision made by management without a reimbursement plan? Well, we have to train our people. It's imperative that we do that. If there's a cost that happens through training and mistakes that people uh, people make, um, it is going to be a, um, upon the taxpayers to, to handle that. It's, it's just part of the way it works out. So if somebody makes a mistake as a law enforcement officer in the train aspect and there's a cost to the community, it's going to be tax money that pays for it. There's no way around that, honestly. Uh, Sherry, you know, I uh, I kind of hear the question a little bit differently, and, and that is that I believe that uh, re- real training is what law enforcement uh, needs in order for us to be able to um, handle any situation that you get yourself into. Um, so the more realistic we have our training, the, the less chances of uh, mistakes and thusly not costing uh, taxpayers money. I believe in staying in, in our budget and I am a huge believer of training. I will always support training so that uh, our people have the very best uh, training. Thanks. Bill, not everyone qualifies to be a member of K-9, SWAT, or search and rescue. All very elite and highly trained units who have sent, who are sent to the most dangerous of calls. Sending them out with untrained personnel endangers everyone's safety. How will you preserve the integrity of these units? Well, it's all about training, getting the best people in, in the in those positions. And, and you're right; it does take a special person to, to to work within those areas. But it's it's uh, repetitive training, and and so they can go out and as safely as possible do those jobs. Well, the first first thing is, um, as a uh, former commander of the units that you're talking about, and also a, an actual uh, member of those units, um, we take training very seriously. Uh, part of it is the oral boards. If uh, the public knew what either a SWAT officer or a canine officer goes through in order to get onto those jobs, it's quite significant. The oral board is phenomenal. We ask hard questions. There's no right answer, but we expect answers from you. Uh, when it comes to canine, as as an example, um, you need to prepare. You need to be able to take some, some bites from dogs beforehand. You need to be out with the canine unit learning these things things. And then from there, what transpires is we end up with um, uh, good handlers with the right uh, attention span and and the right decisions with their dogs. I'm going to go a little different direction on this um, because uh, I'm in the agency, obviously. So what I would say is as sheriff, uh, when I get in, I'm going to focus on competency and character for these positions over loyalty. And so that 
enables our units to work properly. These units that you refer to have been eviscerated by this administration. And because of that, we have the good old boy system that places their friends in places. You know, it's like the Jim Collins book, Good to Great. You put the right, you get the right people off the bus, you get the right people on the bus, and you put the right people in the seats. That is one of the very first things I will do in the Pima County Sheriff's Department. Okay, Sandy, define quality service versus quantity service. Yeah, um, when deputies respond to calls, one of the things that they need to do is first to listen to what the um, victim or what the reportee is asking. Then from there, they need to uh, ask additional um, questions and and feel out what's transpiring here. Uh, They need to... um, be responsible for um, knowing what's what's occurring and what's happening in their area of of, of work. So I think uh, the difference between those two is that a deputy uh, who takes the time, who respects people, who understands uh, what they're going through, that is what quality of service is. I think it's going the extra step for the community. So we have spirit of the law, letter of the law, and we can handle calls with the letter of the law all day. And that does not turn people away believing they've received justice. So when you when you work through the spirit of the law, a lot of times when you have empathy for the community and maybe they don't get the answer they want, but they know that they felt heard, they felt like they had a voice, they felt like that you, you were fair with them, that is quality over quantity. When I come to your call and I say, you know, no, I'm not, I'm not old enough to know this, but just the facts, ma'am, right? <laughs> um, that is, that is, that is uh, quantity. We want quality with our, and, and coming from the training, ce- uh, training center, I know that's how we train, train our deputies. That's why we have such a great agency is because we, we train them. Hey, don't just handle it, letter the law. Be, be. <laughs> it's Bill. We have to have the personnel, uh, uh, number of personnel that can actually go out and do the job. So, you want to get away from worrying about, or you need to have enough people on the streets that can actually go out and handle the calls and not worry about having to hurry to the next call, call after call. So we need to get with board of supervisors to get the money to hire more people and, and hire the right people and quit losing the really good people to these other agencies that pay more money. Okay, Heather, the current administration removed Pima County from the Arizona Sheriff Association. Are you going to reestablish these relationships? Why or why not? Absolutely, 100%. So uh, I, what I recently just learned is that the Board of Supervisors was actually on a, um, a, a Southern Arizona Sheriff's or a Southern Arizona Association as well. And I just, it makes me curious as to why our sheriff won't be on the won't be on this association, but our board of supervisors will. And so, um, and I know the answer, and it's 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 because he doesn't get along with Sheriff Daniels. But I, I we can't we can't solve the problem problems that are existing right now without being without working together. And the 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 mindset, the thought process that we are the supreme. We don't need your help. We don't need to collaborate. We don't need to you know be sit at any tables. When you're not at when you're not sitting at the table, you're on the menu. Okay. So that that's the problem with our agency. We don't sit at the table because we don't like people. We can't get along with people. And I will change that. 
Bill? When you look at immigration, um, the sheriff doesn't have the ability to just say hands off. It's not our problem. It is our problem. We've got to be able to work with these other agencies because we're all along the border. So, yes, anything that we have to work with, any association with them, I'll be involved with. Um, I, I will certainly agree with the uh, with Bill and Heather. Uh, I think it's very disappointing that uh, the current sheriff, Sheriff Nanos, is not part of the uh, Sheriff's Association. Uh, we do need to, to work together. We will, I will uh, certainly uh, do that, and I will support my fellow uh, sheriffs because uh, that's what we do here in Arizona. It's the right thing. It's uh, our responsibility, and together we can make a difference. Okay, Bill. Pima County had two crisis therapy canines funded by an outside agency or organization. They were huge in helping with the mental health and daily stress of the job. The current sheriff eliminated that program. Are you going to reinstate the benefit? Well, everybody knows how I am about dogs. I always support the dogs. So, uh, absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's a great program. And, dogs. And, and we, <laughs> always take care of the dogs there. So, yes, absolutely going to support. We need to have them back, and I think it's a very positive program that we do need. There's nothing like having a dog sitting next to you. Um, so the the reality of this is, again, this just shows the current sheriff how how bad things are um you know uh when the public's trying to help you uh do your job um it's sad when you're not willing to take that help so that's my response to that and again i'm gonna throw in a little aspect to that that i don't think is as known but u of a had a scheduled study on those dogs and they were going to go and study our inmates and their mental health and they were going to see how they impacted the mental health of our inmates and the sheriff came in and just you know eliminated the plan Uh, and and it it was you know it was costly so you talk about cost you talk about taxpayer um funding earlier in that question does is there a requirement for him to reimburse the public because he got rid of how how much were those dogs what 30 grand each you know, so and not to mention, again, once again, he refuses to sit at the table with agencies. U of A was very disappointed when they couldn't do that study. They had it all set up, ready to go. Okay, Sandy. Yes. Law enforcement see and experience things that are sometimes hard to forget. Is there any peer support or crisis intervention within the department as far as training, pre-assessment, with follow-up? Well, I'm a big believer in having a department psychologist. Um, one of the things that uh, transpires with uh, having an in-house person is they get to know the employees. They get to know what they're like during normal times versus when something happens. And so uh, we will have a broad spectrum of, currently they call it behavioral health. Um, We will have uh, a number of things uh, involved in behavioral health uh, with our own people involved, plus a department psychologist. So uh, I think uh, when we understand that people have issues when they see things, when something happens to them or happens to one of their fellow officers, uh, it's important to have uh, support. Heather? 
So agree with Sandy on the department psychologist, 100 uh, percent. The other thing I will say is that, um, as we may or may not know, I was selected by the sheriff and this is his section that he created. I'm not trying to take credit for it. This is he gets credit for this, but he did create a wellness section. He chose me to be the commander of it. And uh, I am I'm a firm believer in wellness. 100 percent. We have to do what's right for our people. But I believe in choice. So, yes, we need a department psychologist. But my goal when I was there was to create as many options for people because we're not a one size fits all um, exactly. human being, right? So we have to have different options. We have different sets of counseling. Um, you can go out, you can go in, you can, you know, we need to have uh, events that are helping you with your finances, with your um, your faith, with your whatever it is, you know, the eight dimensions of wellness is what, what I had our unit running off of, or our section running off of. But I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in this. Um, we do have a strong uh, peer support group um, that, that help out with these kind of situations. And I think that we do need access to a psychologist, whether we hire one permanent or we have that. Um, but I think also that you need to look at some of the other aspects of mental health, like physical fitness. And, and, and one of the things I do want to do is have a program that we, and, and that we can get people in a little better shape. Because if you look around a lot of the cops these days, they're not in very good shape. And I think that helps with this kind of, this kind of stuff. But I'd like to give some time that people can train and do some different things like that. And I, and I think that that kind of gets a focus uh, and, and just helps with these kind of tough situations. So that's something I'll put in, in place. Okay. Heather, what is your plan for improving the culture of the department? So I I feel like I sound like a broken record because I say it over and over, but what we lack right now is uh, procedural justice. We lack internal procedural justice. That is one of the main reasons our culture is so broken at the Pima County Sheriff's Department. Um, the, tw- the, the 21st Century Policing Report talked about procedural justice for communities. It is just as important for, for departments to have that. And that is people to feel like they are receiving justice. We don't do that for our people. Our processes are fake. Our people are selected based on loyalty, based on good old boys, based on you scratch my back, I scratch your back, and everybody sees that. The other thing that's happening is people are being unceremoniously um, transferred to places. Um, you know, I call it, yo, you got sent to the land of misfit toys, you know, because they don't agree with the, the system, they don't agree with the administration, and that fixing that, showing fairness, showing that you can you can compete is huge. <laughs> Bill? Well, I think you just treat employees and with respect and everybody needs to treat each other with respect and uh, again it's it's all about support and um and um showing the community out there that the guys guys and gals doing the job are out there really doing a good job and get rid of this kind of black cloud that's been over the department for a long time sandy yeah i uh i value different opinions and uh i think that uh opens up the door for uh, members of the department to be able to have their say. Uh, the ultimate decision, obviously, is, is made by the sheriff, but input is, is extremely important. And when you have that, it allows people to feel like they are valued. They are valued. And uh, I think that's uh, the way that uh, we will function. Um, there's no, no reason not to allow your employees to have input. Obviously, in an emergency situation, we will have already trained for those situations and input's not necessarily a, a big product of that as it is is you have to uh, take the orders or directions given by either your supervisor or manager that's it okay thanks <laughs> okay bill 
Frivolous spending of the taxpayers' money could include giving office staff with no arresting authority new fully equipped squad cars, annually getting a new squad car for yourself, putting your name on office buildings, rewriting an entire fleet because you don't like the color green. What have you seen in consider reckless spending? Well, I... <laughs> I think reckless spending, if, if you look at a situation that happened with the whole COVID uh, aspect at the jail, when they when they turned around and, and told people they either have to get a shot or they're going to lose their job, ended up being a disaster for morale and, and on a financial basis. So um, they had to implement deputies to go over and work and work a lot of overtime. They get paid more money and, and, and uh, ended up costing about $3 million or more for the budget. But if you remember right, I do want to say one thing here. The Board of Supervisors put pressure on the sheriff to do this. He went along with it. But in turn, they turned around and threw everybody under the bus at the end. So that that whole thing was a disaster. So when I look at frivolous spending, you have to make good decisions. And you've got to stand up politically to things. If you don't want to just toe the, the company line there and and just don't toe the company line there on that sort of thing. So. So uh, Heather and I are uh, sitting here, kind of uh, laughing at the uh, at the question. Uh, um, uh, yeah, first of all, my name won't be. Uh, it, it might be on one one spot on the building, uh, maybe on the letterhead, and and that's it. I'm comfortable in who I am. It's not about me. It's about the department. It's about the members of the department. So I I, I think it's abusive. Uh, as to seeing Sheriff Nanos's name everywhere, um, I'm surprised it's not on keychains. And maybe it is on keychains. I don't know. <laughs> Heather? Okay. Uh, yeah. So Where do you start? Here we, <laughs> uh, the, it's, it's all about, again, that humility and your ego, right? As the sheriff, I work for you. You don't work for me. When you, the administration comes in and their first priority, meanwhile, I'll get to it, but meanwhile, you have deputies running around in Tahoe's with 250,000 miles on them, barely working ACs. And your first priority is to get top of the line, heated steering wheel vehicles for your chiefs and your captains. Your priorities are wrong. Your priorities are wrong. When you pay $700 to get somebody an iPhone 15 faster, your priorities are wrong. You have to have humility. You have to put your ego aside and do what's right for the people. Give them the money. Give them the, give them the uh, equipment that they need. Okay, Sandy, unlike the new vehicles driven by management, the deputies drive older vehicles. Some re- <laughs> We just talked about this. <laughs> some registering... Well over 100,000 very rugged miles. For everyone's safety, will you make it a priority to keep their equipment updated? I will. Um, I uh, have been the chairman of the Fleet Enhancement Committee, and so I'm uh, very attuned to vehicles. Um, 20 years ago, I came up with an idea that, uh, as an example for our detectives, I was able to uh, get with Enterprise Leasing and be able to have cars for our detectives at a quarter of what the county was charging us for mileage. So um, we will, uh, the deputy's office is their car. Uh, We are different than a metropolitan police department where if you go to, you know, TPD, uh, they all have uh, showers and weight rooms and, and so forth. 
we don't in have their that. cars. No, sorry, <laughs> in their stations. No, that's a good question. <laughs> in their stations, um, but uh, we, on the other hand, uh, that's our office. And uh, if I told you what happens when a when a vehicle breaks down, uh, you'd be amazed because we lose two deputies when that happens. Yeah, responsible. Again, I think I said it in my last answer, but responsible budgeting is very important. I would absolutely spend the money on the people doing the work. And that just doesn't include dis- the, uh, deputies. That includes our dispatchers, like Bill said earlier, our dispatchers, our corrections officers, our, our civilian staff. Make sure that their you know computers are up to date. Now, I will say that we used to, and, and for the most part, we still do, do a good job at keeping up to date at our uh, on our equipment. We have the almost the newest taser. We have almost the newest, you know, we do have, if you look at some agencies around Arizona, we're doing well is what I'm trying to say. But our priorities have got to be better with our spending. We have to have better priorities and it's got to be the people doing the work. Bill? Um, Training and equipment are huge. We have to have the best of of both those areas to go out and effectively do the job. One of the things I want to do is put a really strong rural patrol back together. It's going to work with other agencies down along the border and you have to have good vehicles to do that. You can't have vehicles that are breaking down that can do handle that kind of kind of work down there. Okay, Heather. The former administration came into office with a huge deficit and despite being denied Stone Garden funds, managed to bring the department into budget. The current administration is again over budget by several million. Your solution. First of all, we uh, we cut the top. Okay, so right now we are working very hard to get our budget back on track. And the jail, I would say, is doing a phenomenal job because we were we used to have six thousand hours of overtime a pay period, and we are down. We are way, way, way down on that. But the solution is. The solutions have to come from the top, not just the worker bee, is what I'm trying to say. So why do we have six chiefs? Why do we have six chiefs? Why do we have 10 captains? Why did we create another bureau? Why do we do that? We, we did that because we want to reward our friends. We want to give those loyalty points to people who cheerlead, were cheerleaders for us in the election. So we, we have to, and that's what Napier did. That's what Napier did. He went down to three chiefs for a little while, and that's a lot of work, but you have to do work too, not just the people doing the, not just the worker bees. Bill? Well, I, I think the budget's around $160 million for the Sheriff's Department, I, and 85% goes toward wages and, and, and uh, benefits, that sort of thing. So you've got a small area to work with. So you do have to take that serious, and you have to look at, you know, have to make decisions that aren't going to cost additional money. Again, I talked about some of the jail stuff. Um, Heather had mentioned uh, Mark Napier. I know he cut the budget down, but I don't think he did it in the right way when he did it. He pulled money from a lot of the um, hourly people. He gave some pay raises to some people that in commander positions that um, never left their office. They, they were promoted from lieutenant to captain and so forth. I'm not sure why he did that. So you, you also have to be aware of how you're spending the money, how it looks uh, with, within the department for the people that work there. So uh, our current sheriff spent $9.7 million last year in overtime, $3.3 million over budget. And I think Supervisor uh, Grijalva said it the, uh, the best, which was that uh, it doesn't seem to matter to him. Um, I've uh, run budgets uh, with the sheriff's department. I believe in having uh, our supervisors, our managers take responsibility for overtime. And within that organization, we are able to uh, maintain 
our budget. Uh, part of what I Again, what I don't understand is uh, we keep going back. We've been doing this for, you know, 40 years. We go back to the Board of Supervisors for pay raises. Put in your budget, begin your year with that pay raise, and that way we're all on the same level. Okay, Bill. Being a sheriff is not a self-serving position, but rather a servant to our community with the duty to take care of its citizens as well as its deputies. If elected, how will you approach this opportunity? Well, again, it's uh, it's all about uh, all about politics. You work for the you work for the uh, Pima County residents, and that's who you answer to. And and your your fundamental responsibility is to keep P- Pima County safe, and give the deputies um, and all the employees at the sheriff's department the tools to, that they can go out and effectively do their jobs. Can I ask you to repeat the question? Sorry. Sure, I have to find it. Here you go. <laughs> Being a sheriff is not a self-serving position, but rather a servant to our community with the duty to take care of its citizens as well as our deputies. If elected, how will you approach the opportunity? Thanks. Um, so <laughs> as, as a native Tucsonan, uh, this, is, this is my community, and uh, I consider it to be the most important uh, part. I am coming out of retirement in order to make sure that this community is taken care of. Um, It is important for me to serve and for me to listen to our community. Uh, I I understand that uh, what happens with a lot of, with, well, let's just take the current sheriff. He, uh, he has, he's, it's, it's his way or the highway. It's nothing, nothing less than that. And so none of the three of us sitting here, are that way. That's not our way of doing business. We're responsive to our community. We're responsive to the people that ask us questions. Thanks. Serving the community, as Sandy said, is part of it is listening. Um, listening is so important. It's um, having having community forums. It's having it's hearing the hard facts. It's hearing the hard reality. The current administration puts their blinders on they don't want to hear the answers or they don't want to hear the truth about what the pe- the people think what the uh, employees think so they tr- they keep their blinders on and then they punish anybody who tries to bring um, negativity to light uh, and because they don't want to hear it they want to believe they want to live in these echo chambers that's the other thing I will do uh, my leadership team will be completely open to tell me I'm being an idiot they will be completely open to tell me that I'm making the wrong decision and we will have uh, open uh, brain trusts, if you will, instead of echo chambers. And when you allow people to do that, you create a better environment for your, for the community. Sandy, Pima County Jail is only 40 years old. It used to be one of the nation's leading facilities. There are buildings in Europe that are centuries older and in better shape. It appeared that the budgeted funds for routine maintenance may not have been used for its upkeep. Can we rely on you to take better care of the taxpayer's investment? You can. Um, matter of fact, uh, I, I believe that we should treat that place as if it's our, our home. And maintenance, repair um, is extremely important. What the public's not aware of, back in, uh, in 2021, when Sheriff Nanos came into office, uh, he asked, is it repair and maintenance or is the building structurally you know, not sound? Three companies came in and said, the building is sound. So 
It is repair and maintenance. It's care. If you get the right people in there to do the job, to take care of that building, uh, it will go for another another 40, 80, whatever number of years. So, yes, you are 100% correct with that question. Absolutely, 100%. But I will tell you that um, the... It wasn't built really great, okay? <laughs> we're just going to have to throw out some truth there, okay? It wasn't built really great. There's some serious plumbing issues. Uh, whoever dev- did it, did it on a budget because there's some serious issues that were created from the get-go. However, yes, there is. there was lack of maintenance. There was lack of um, upkeep. And, you know, that's where I work. I work there right now. So it rained the other day and we're like, oh, is it raining? Yeah, we know because it's coming through the office over here, you know, like we, and, you know, oh, um, the, 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 uh, the plumbing in the dorms, uh, I go into the dorms and inmates are like, hey, our toilet stopped up or hey, our sink stopped up. And I'm like, okay. And maintenance is constantly, constantly, constantly going in and trying to fix these things. So absolutely, I would make it a priority. Well, I think that's exactly what happened. Uh, facilities, there wasn't pressure put on facilities to continue to take care of this building over the years. Um, but one of the things that people are overlooking right now is if if they remodel it, build a new jail for five, six years out, what are we going to do right now? And we look at infrastructure parts of it, like the fentanyl issue, where people are getting pushed away if they say that they've, they've used some fit and all that sort of thing. We gotta look at how we're gonna handle those things. You're gonna have to have, do some medical, some things with some medical facilities in there. You're gonna have to do some different things that you can handle these kind of problems right now. You gotta go in right now and figure out what you're gonna do to go on for the next four or five years until we have a new jail or we completely remodel this one. Heather, is agency transparency essential? Absolutely. 100% it's essential, especially now in today's day and age. Maybe in the past it, it didn't have to be. Um, you know, I think when uh, back when Kennedy was in office as president, you know, they, they, they weren't as transparent about things. They hid a lot of things. The de- public demands it now. They absolutely demand it. And so, we again, I said this earlier in an answer, we need to be listening to the public. We need to be understanding what the need is of the community, what the need is of the employee. And when we get those answers, we, we create that feeling of justice for these people that, again, that procedural justice that I referred to. We need to turn our Facebook comments back on. We need to, um, have, like those community forums, we need to be listening to our deputies. When a morale poll is done and the answer is 1.5 out of 5, um, Go talk to those deputies. Go find out what's wrong. Go listen to what's wrong. But I'm getting off on a tangent, so I apologize. (laughs) That's okay. That's why we're here. (laughs) Uh, Yes, absolutely. Transparency. I think um, people make mistakes, but I think the important thing here is if you make a mistake... You, uh, you support your people, you stand with them, you get out there in public, you talk about making a mistake, you learn from it, and uh, and you accept responsibility and you move on. I think as a, as a leader, um, when I myself am transparent, that's the first stepping stone. And so uh, when you have a staff and you're honest and willing to come out and say, we made a mistake or something went wrong. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, the sheriff had a uh, uh, deputy in a fight um, and a car was stolen. Uh, that car wrecked into two other vehicles. The road was closed for seven hours. Uh, I think what you'd see out of this group, and I don't think they would uh, argue, is that we would end up um, literally uh, apologizing to to the public 
um, because we created this. Now, did the did the bad guy cause it? Yes, but we, we it happened. So again, um, I'll be out there saying, "Hey, if we're wrong, we'll tell you. We'll be the first ones to tell you." Thanks. Okay, Bill. Office buildings are permanent, and you, if elected, are temporary. Is it necessary to put your name on the office building? No, it's not. Sandy, I, 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 uh, I, I, I just I'm amazed. Uh, this it, it just floors me that somebody has to have their name everywhere um i'm surprised it's not on the back of the patrol cars um so <laughs> like out uh, the way <laughs> i, I, I yeah. just it i just don't understand it um again sandy rosenthal i'm i'm just the sheriff okay the people are what makes the organization and uh they're the ones that will be speaking they're the ones you'll be seeing um i'm comfortable with who i am I definitely think uh, it needs to be somewhere. Okay, so I'm not I'm not going to take away, that away from him. But it, does it have to be in every single building? Does it, does his picture have to be in every single building? Like I stare at his picture every day in the jail, so that we all know what he looks like. It's I'm in not, the jail cells. Not in the jail cells. <laughs> <laughs> not in the cells. Not the cells. Watching you. Um, but again, I think it just goes back to what I've been harping on is ego and humility we just we get it you're the sheriff um i had a sergeant come in my office one time and he was like they have to listen to me i have the stripes and i'm like i don't think you get how this works like you don't you earned your stripes you didn't earn the respect of your stripes right and he actually quoted uh bill when he said yeah well bill said this on the radio one time i'm like oh buddy you're not bill Mm -mm, you haven't earned that so it's interesting Sandy, should the cost of anyone's ego and arrogance be at the taxpayer's expense? No, it it should not, and um, uh, we you won't see that uh, in in the next election. Um, it's important that uh, the Democrats, the independents uh, that are that are voting uh, in the primary on July thirtieth, stand up and say we've had enough. No, absolutely not. I, I don't. I agree with everything Sandy said. Um, it's it, it has to do with the way we spend our money. It has to do with the way we, like you're saying, the names on the building everywhere. Um, it the sheriff serves the people. The people don't serve the sheriff. Short answer, no. Okay, I like that short answer. <laughs> yeah, no. give everybody, give Heather more time and Sandy to talk. We'll trying to help them out here. <laughs> Okay, Heather, is it appropriate for the sheriff to use the department's plane or helicopter for personal matters? No. Okay. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So, No. Do you know something that yeah, we don't? Yeah, that's where I'm going. I'm like, Apparently. Do I... Okay. Oh. <laughs> Bill, would you accept a raise when you aren't giving one to your deputies? No. Sandy? Um, the answer is no, but let me explain. Uh, our salaries as sheriff is controlled by the state of Arizona. Uh, the county has nothing to say about it. It's uh, the state legislature and the governor uh, make those decisions. Yeah, I, I was going to say what Sandy said. Uh, our, the salary of the sheriff is not determined by anybody else. It's but, but by the legislature. But um, we, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, just no. Just no, okay. Sandy, do any of you three have an after-election agreement with the other? 
no, but I will say say this much. Um, uh, Heather is currently working at the sheriff's department. Um, I'll be honest about it. If uh, if I win election, I will offer her to be part of my command staff um, because, again, I value different opinions. And I think uh, the two of us uh, can work together very well with having different opinions. Right. There's been no formal agreement. We met We met before I announced, uh, and he had already announced, and we had a discussion. And yeah, there's, and the, the fact that the uh, command staff is currently trying to make this some nefarious um, issue is kind of humorous, honestly, because they, they like to project how they are onto other people. But um, putting the right people on the right spots, you have to have a team of people with a shared value system. And I... We've talked about it. We agree. It, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. It's not a promise. There's no there's no agreement, per se. Um, so. When I first decided to run, uh, somebody reached out to me and suggested I might want to talk to somebody in that kind of circumstance, and I told them, absolutely not. So I have not talked to anybody about that, and I have not offered one person a job at this point. Okay, because you can't. <laughs> You're not there yet. Okay, Heather. Have you prepared an emergency response plan in case of a catastrophic event? Absolutely. We have uh or we we have something coming that we need to be prepared for that I don't believe the sheriff's department is prepared for and that are that is street releases. And I think that's coming and I don't think we're ready for it. Um I don't think Aho's ready for it. They just they just uh eviscerated Aho. Um they are at minimum, minimum, minimum staffing because they did it when the border closed, but when the border came back open, they have not given them any bodies back. Those street releases are going to be dangerous, particularly for Aho, but also for Pima County. So yes, I, I have in my mind what what I would do and who I would collaborate with in order to create a safe um, a safer environment for Pima County is should something go down. Um, I just at, at running has been a lot of work here, as, as these two know, and I constantly think about everything, about every kind of problem we can we can deal with. So when you ask, am I prepared for that? Think about it all the time. As uh former 36-year law enforcement uh, member of the Sheriff's Department, I've written numerous emergency plans, um, been part of numerous emergency plans. I've uh, had a number of presidents uh, come here to to Tucson that I was responsible for, plans for. So uh, nothing, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, It's making the effort it's taking the time to do things in advance when you know something's going to uh, transpire. And um, I think that uh, what I'm very disappointed in is we keep hearing that we don't know where uh, these groups uh, that have crossed the border illegally are going to be dropped off at. The sheriff has talked numerous times over how he's such good friends with uh, the Border Patrol chief. Well, work with your Border Patrol <coughs> chief and, and select a spot. That works uh, for everybody. Okay, Bill, do you think not prosecuting crimes is strategic to lower crime numbers? Um, we have to prosecute crimes, and I, I think that's one of the issues with the county attorney that we have right now. She seems to... Now, I'll be careful. I, how do I want to just... She seems to be on the side of the perpetrator more than the victim a lot of times, and the fentanyl issue is one of the things that... 
that I was thinking about. I know that she went up to the state legislature re- recently and, and lobbied against the felony murder rule on people selling fentanyl. And when you take a bag of pills, there are seven out of those ten pills, are going. we know it's going to kill somebody, and you sell those and somebody dies, you be, should be charged with murder. She's, she suggested that other drug dealers that aren't selling fentanyl could be drug into this web of this deal and be overly charged. Well, I'm a lot more concerned about some 16-year-old kid that may eat that pill. And maybe they're going to figure out another job if if they're under the scrutiny of that and possibly being charged with murder. So, so I, uh, I, I, I believe that uh, we put together quality cases uh, our responsibility is to our community, and nobody should be a victim. Uh, I I believe that uh, uh, that if we do our job properly, uh, everything falls into place. Absolutely, you are one hundred percent correct. Not prosecuting cases is absolutely a way to manipulate the numbers and to gaslight the community into thinking we're a safer community than we are. You know, the Suzuki Law Firm just did a study, and Pima County is the least safe in the entire state of Arizona. So I think I want—I don't want to misspeak, but I think it's eight thirty-two per one hundred thousand. That more than Maricopa. So they, they can't get—they can't keep gaslighting us into thinking that the crime isn't there. It's the same with arrests. Um, uh, arrests are down. Arrests are down. Uh, as Bill alluded to earlier, our medical rejections. So, yeah, everybody's like, oh, it's so safe. It's so safe. Uh, on the sheriff's re-election page, he says, oh, it's a safer community. How is it safer? How is it safer? It's not. Sandy, can a federal grant be used for just anything without accountability? No. And again, uh, that's where experience comes in. Um, federal federal grants are intended for uh, direct purposes. Um what people uh, don't understand is that when a federal grant comes in, you have the ability to make changes. You go back to the federal government if you have uh, a disagreement with something that's in there and you uh, change it. If they're not willing to, then you don't accept the federal grant. Uh, nothing's forced on us. It's a choice. And so uh, we will make uh, our decisions uh, based on what the grant says. Um and go from there. Uh, yeah, so I would agree with Sandy on the, on that because the federal grants have strict um, stipulations on where what things need to happen, how they need to go. If you want to change that grant, you have that opportunity, but you have to go through the grant process. You have to, be, like, say it's a cops grant, you have to go through the cops agency in order to um, make the changes to the grant for. Um, accountability, transparency. I mean, you can't get a grant for something, completely change it and be like, yeah, that's what the, we're using the money for. It, it's, it's disingenuous and it's not trans, transparent. Uh, there, there's oversight to every grant. So if you're going to change anything on the grant, you have to go through the grant manager that's assigned. And there's also a person at the sheriff's department that, that you go through and they're in touch with the federal agency, like on a cops grant with the Department of Justice. So it's not like you can just go out and do this and change it without getting, you know, authorization to do time ahead of time. And there's also accountability every, you know, every quarterly you're showing stats and so forth and and that sort of thing pertaining to the grant. So you don't just get to do whatever you want to without any, without asking permission. Well, that's a bummer. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, I guess. Okay. If it becomes apparent that you will not win, will you remove your name from the ballot before it's printed? Heather. Yes. Bill? Uh, yes, I would. Sandy? 
<laughs> crickets? Uh, crickets? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, that's say yes, Sandy. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know what a parent is, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm running against Sheriff Sheriff Nanos. Right. Uh, I'm trying to save lives at the jail. No, my my name's not coming off off the ballot. So, okay. um, yeah, this is too important for our community. I, I will. I wouldn't step back at all. Okay, we're running short on time, so I'm going to give each of you one minute to make a statement, starting with Heather. So my name is Heather Lappin, heather4sheriff.com is my website, and I am a 19-year law enforcement veteran, with 18 of which has been uh, as a commission deputy. I have an extensive history and training. I've worked with Arizona Post extensively, traveling around the state of Arizona, training leadership principals to uh, law enforcement agencies across the state. I have education. I graduate with my master's in May, and uh, I have I have the support of the people, the, 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 the community, and the uh, uh, the department. I get so many messages. You give us hope. Heather, keep going. You give us hope. There was a there was a horrible Facebook post made about me by one of the commanders. Um, and I, I bet you I got a hundred messages from people. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. We believe in you. Um, my resume is on the um, on the website, Bill for Sheriff with the number four dot org. So I was going to talk about it briefly, but I read an article this morning. I just want to say something quickly about this. Um, they were talking about the hundreds of thousands of people coming across the border and um, nobody's being vetted. And I started thinking about this. And, and I think we're at a point now that we need to say to ourselves, are we safe in, in America? And people have compassion. They want to help. But. Our families come first, and people need to think about this. When your kid walks out the door in the morning and your husband or wife goes to work, are they safe anymore? Um, if they go to the grocery store, are they safe? And with all these people coming across, I'm concerned that something's going to happen. The FBI just recently said there will be a cyber attack on infrastructure in the United States. So people need to say, are we safe anymore? And that's a bottom line. So I guess it falls down to me, uh, Rosenthal, the number four sheriff. And uh, I am a 36-year veteran of the Pima County Sheriff's Department, U.S. Army veteran, Tucson native. And uh, this is my community, and I will do everything to protect it. Um, I stand up for it. And uh, I think the important uh, aspect of all of this is that when we are a community as a whole, we can make a huge difference. Um, and I'm talking outside of law enforcement, not just uh, inside law enforcement, the community. I uh, look forward to uh, talking with Banner, talking with El Rio, uh, bringing in the proper uh, health um, aspects at the jail so that lives lives are saved. Um, the sheriff's job is, is, a, is a wide open uh, job. It's not just law enforcement. And uh, that's where I stand. Very cool. Okay, I want everybody, the listeners, to know we don't endorse any one candidate. We just want to hear what they have to say so you, the voter, can make wise decisions in the voting booth. I always say vote the person, not the party. And this was part one of our debate show. The second part will be... (laughs) Brace yourself. The second part will be on the 30th. If you have questions, thoughts, concerns, email me. Go to lawmatters1030.org. Send me an email. I know I've heard from a lot of people and I hope this helped. And do any of you need signatures? I understand you all have enough signatures to be on the ballot. You're, you're good 
you're good to go. Yep. Okay, so we won't worry about that. Next week, we have the Director of Elections coming on to answer your questions. So if you have election questions, write them down, call in. The number is 790-2040. We'll take calls next week. Today, we didn't. (laughs) Sorry about that. And until then, shop local, stay safe, and thank you all for coming. You were awesome. Great answers. Great answers. We're in good shape. Okay, good deal.